0: prophet daniel jedu's podcast say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section, or you can send it to us via email at contact at worldloversglobal.com now prophet daniel jedu walks us through the world stay tuned
1: the world will love you as one of its own if you belong to it what does it mean you think the world loves you already God is just telling you that the world that you have entered it doesn't love you because you don't belong to it you are in it but you don't belong and because you don't belong Jesus is saying that it won't love you you two, you want to accompl- you want to you want to be you see there's no way you can even co- you can even become one because you're already his property. He said, but you are no longer, look at it, but you are no longer part of the world. You are no longer part, believe it, you are no longer part of the world, but you are in the world. You are no longer part. You come from a supernatural place. That's why I'm saying, what happens to the people of the world, what shouldn't happen to you, even though you are in it? If the whole world is on fire, and an angel from heaven enters into the earth, the fire will never consume him. But he might be in the fire. When you watch movies, superheroes, Batman and and those guys, Superman, he can fly through the fire. (sighs) Why? He's not like the ordinary man. Who are you? I'm asking you, who are you? You are a child of God and fire burns you? supernatural I told you this is the king of all heroes Isaiah 96 do you remember he is the king in fact he is the heroes of all heroes which one of them tells us that The mighty God. The mighty God. El Gibor. El Gibor. El Gibor. El Gibor. It means warrior, hero. Jesus is our hero. And you are found in him. You see, I'm telling some of, some of this is for you to renew your mind. You know what I told myself? I said, if they said they won't let us fly through the airport... Wherever you want to be, who will be. Yes. And I spoke that not by mere words. I spoke that by scripture. Because I remember in scripture in the book of Acts, when Philip has finished baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch, huh? the Bible says when he came out of the water, there is another airline ah. called the Holy Ghost. Bible says, and the Holy Ghost took him from where he was and he appeared in another land called Azotus. Oh. The guy disappeared and appeared. Yeah. I love that flight. Yeah. If God wants me to go and preach in Thailand and, the, and human beings say they won't let you. Follow your belief. Is it possible for you to appear? Yes, sir. See, until your mind is renewed. The Bible says, and when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. He snatched him away. Meanwhile, Philip found himself. In fact, he didn't even know. He found himself further north at the town of Azotos. He found himself there. What a trip. <laughs> so you see, human beings can't stop you when your mind is renewed. Let them use soldiers at the airport. If God says you are going to Thailand to preach, if God says you are going to UK, if it's part of the prophecy that you, I mean, if you have God says you have to be in the UK to fulfill prophecy, there's an airline. This is the same airline that brought Jesus into Mary, and this is the same airline that received Jesus into heaven. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God overshadowed Mary. The Bible says, Jesus, when we levitated, the Bible says, and this cloud received him. I'm telling you. Believe. Believe beyond natural things. You Believe before something big happens. Oh, Build your faith on the Word of God. The world doesn't love you. Please accept that reality. I think that is the first place to start life. I'm in a world where they don't love me. All the things that are in the world don't love including the men. So if they are hating you, don't don't cry. Because Jesus said that. The world would love you as one of its own if but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world. So I am out of the world. Yet you are seeking your financial breakthrough from the world. You think it will happen? It won't happen for you because you are, you are not of them. They don't love you like that. The one who chose me is the one who pro- provides. You see, when you know this then, your, your dependence on God will be amazing. See, I just know, help doesn't come from anywhere. Except he commands the help. So I don't put my trust in any man. I'm a pastor. If I go to some unbelievers for help, they won't won't, won't mind me. Even some believers who are controlled by the devil, they won't give you. They won't mind you but the one who chose me out of the world. Now, he knew that if I were part of the world, listen to this, they would have loved me and they would have given me. Yet, he chose me out. He knew all those consequences. Yet, he He, he chose me out of the world so that it will hate me. He just told you. So, it hates you because he chose you out of the world. Now, he did not choose you out of the world to suffer. He chose you out of the world to give you a better life and a better world. Wow. You see, some of us think that we have come into Christianity and there is a pain, a, you know, a painful life we ought to go through, and we have to. Blah, blah blah blah. When you start believing in Him who chose you, He provides, and His provision is made clear. You see. Your worry is not worry about even spiritual things. Your worry is about earthly things. The day you became born again in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. He said now that you are risen with Christ set your affections on things above. Not on things on earth. But about 80% of your life your affections are on things on the earth. If people don't give you, you think you are dead. If people don't love you, you think you are dead. If you, you know, men, 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 the world, the world is not going. Life is, life is not fair. Am I here? Yes. That unfair life doesn't happen to me. I don't know if I'm communicating. You live in a world where they say it is unfair. But look at what Jesus said. He He snatched you out of this unfair world. Prepared you and made you a different species. And put you back into that world of unfairness. Unfairness doesn't happen to you. He loaded you before he brought you back. If you can change your mind and believe that. You'll be amazed. Satan, your tears and your cry are on on the standards of wealth. The world standards and provision. So the Bible says... Be transformed. The reason why you are crying concerning earthly things is because you are not transformed. The day you get transformed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And you cannot transform by reading 21 ways. (laughs) You don't get transformed by, by going to the university. Actually, going to the university actually causes you to conform more. Because that's the day you believe one plus one can never be three. Yeah. And that's the day you believe that one plus one can never be one. But in Christ, one, two, three equals one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's difficult for this head to believe that the Trinity is one God. Yeah. Like you're thinking Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. But they are three pe- but the one God. Because mm. school has spoiled that thing. The day they put you in class one, they start messing you up. So when you were children, you knew how to do art. You draw your mother's couch on the paint on the wall. boom, boom. Then they'll, can you, don't do that. Because they have been schooled. They're already spoiling your creativity. The moment they put you in class one, they spoil your creativity. Everything must be like this, like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. like this. The reason why you laugh at somebody who makes a mistake is because your mind is conformed to a particular structure. So when somebody is different, you laugh. Yeah. If I say, I wish I was a boy, you laugh because it's not proper grammar. It should be, I wish I were a little fish. But you see, God spoke in Genesis 11 and said, And the people is one. And the Holy Ghost said, It's not about what you are saying, it's about what you mean. (laughs) Hmm? Are you with me? Are you with me at all? Yes, sir. Shake yourself. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Look at it. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. He's talking about the whole world, the people. The people is one. Grammatically, it doesn't mean... But the essence of language is what is important. Not the language itself. That's why you go to court, you must be careful because the intention behind your words is what is seen. So you think, oh, that's why in the spirit, there's no, oh, I, I didn't it was a mistake. There's no mistake in heaven in the spirit, actually. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 5. That's what he said. He said, Don't allow your mouth to cause your body to sin. And don't say before the angel. It was an error. Wherefore, God will be angry at thy voice. Not your words, at thy voice. And what? And destroy the works of your hand. <laughs> at thy voice. Your voice is more important than your words. Jesus is the voice of God. You know what he said? He said, you can't understand my, 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 my teaching. Eh? Neither can you know my sayings. There are two things. Suffer not thy, thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore, should God be angry at thy voice? The first one said, don't allow your mouth and destroy the work of thy hands. Can you see this? Okay. Let's go on. What's the next one? Second Corinthians six fourteen to 18. I'll read it very quickly. All right. Be ye not unequal. Let's do NLT. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? Partner. It means participators. How can, how can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? How can he be? Yet you, you hear it in the system. Yeah. You hear it. Yes, we, we, we know the person is human. We are not dealing with humans. We are dealing with two groups of people believers, unbelievers. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. I believe and I care about what the word of God says. He said there can't be any partnership. If I'm able, if the person becomes born again, then we have become one people. Then we can move ahead and partner. So can I have a friend who is, yes, I can know somebody. Who, we are not friends. Can two work except they agree. We will never agree. Because you say Jesus is God, he says Jesus is not God. You say Allah is not God, he says Allah is God. So are we working together? No. You can't know better than God. You cannot. You cannot. Go on, we are going to 18. Quickly. And what union? And all throughout, God is talking about union, partnership, union. He said, and what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God. This is what I was quoting. I will be their God and they will be my people. So I say, God lives in me. God walks in me. God walks in me. God talks, in me. God, talks in, me. God in me. God moves in me. That's what the scripture says. Yes, so you say that to yourself. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. Therefore, therefore come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them. Say yet, not your father. Say not, not, not 21st century. Not culture, Nothing. Say, yes, the Lord, don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. Don't touch their filthy things. What is God saying? You, You partner with them, you touch their filthy things. Go and ask how Solomon fell as a great king because he conformed. Just one woman broke him, started bringing idols. He loved him. It's not what love does, it's not your, you see, don't operate from your feeling. It's not what you feel in your flesh, or in your soul, or your emotions. It is what the Word of God said. God said, "Don't bring any idol into my house, temple." You just said it. Yes. Yet this woman, Solomon loved. You know, when you are in love, you become a fool. You know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> any other
1: thing was. For you. I'm fasting. I refuse to hear that. Yeah. Any decision goes. Yeah. yeah, any decision goes. You don't have, you, you have 15,000, but you can find 15,000 before you know it. Yeah. To buy a phone for some girl. Yeah. Now, even for some boy. Yeah. And your mother asks you 10 CD, oh, man, not 10,000, my man, fifty. Man, now, oh, man, 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 man. God love. So Solomon had seven hundred wives, eh? Seven hundred wives, three hundred concubines. He didn't even know their names. He didn't even know their names. I'm asking a thousand. How many can you sleep with? Will you even remember there's somebody living your or somebody? Unless or the person is passing, ah, is that one of my wives? He said, no, this is not a wife. This is a concubine. So if he, so, fine. God allowed it. God didn't say anything, and then, he said it's not good because there's one principle in this life called too much of everything. But in the spirit, too much of everything is good. I am come that ye may have life, and have it more abundantly. You see that thing, Romans chapter five, verse seventeen. And they that shall receive abundance of grace shall You understand? Uh-huh. 1 Peter 1, 2. Grace and peace be multiplied. So for in the spirit, multiplication, abundance, too much of everything is good. In fact, less of everything in the spirit is bad. That's why you can't have the feeling of the half feeling of the Holy Spirit. You must have fullness. But in this life, too much. You eat too much, you can even die. So Solomon added that one. One That became his game changer. Because she's the fresh one. And she didn't know the God of Israel. You see? In fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. They turned his heart away from the Lord. But it wasn't so conspicuous until that one came. Because that's the one the Bible talked about. Started introducing him to idol. 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 Some partnership will take you out, your heart away from the Lord. You, the way you love God like that. The way every day you are in church. Don't enter into some partnership. You will stop praying. You will stop going to church. In fact, they did turn his heart Away from the Lord. Don't partner with anyone that would. You be with a Christian. That's better. You are in the same family. Charlie, Solomon fell, bam, Before he knew it. When he fell, no, he started saying everything, this word is vanity. He started Ecclesiastes chapter one. He said there's nothing under the sun. He's seen everything. <laughs> and you can't have so much money. It's vanity. But when he was enjoying, he didn't know it was vanity. <laughs> look, look, vanity of vanities, say the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abides forever. And now he, the sun ariseth. Go and read, go and read. We won't mind will grow bigger and bigger we will not make the mistakes he made there's no vanity with Christ there's no vanity I mean Christ there's no vanity vanity in Christ the blessings of God uh, uh, Vanity. God says you are blessed with all spiritual blessed vanity full of the Holy Ghost vanity there cannot be vanity we Christians don't talk about vanity we talk about abundance okay don't conform. Don't conform. If you have friends, you know, this is a brother, you know. That's the, word, the way the world wants to go. Oh, we are brothers. We are one people. Yes. We are one human race in the flesh. But we are a different species. Yes. Yes, the Bible calls us a peculiar people. If they want to be part of us, they must become peculiar yes. by receiving Jesus. But they will never believe your Jesus is God. That's the only thing. They believe that God exists. They believe Jesus is an amazing prophet. They believe his teachings are amazing. But they can never believe he is God. And if you don't believe that my Jesus is God, then we have no business talking. And don't think you can change anybody. You are not the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you are not the Holy Ghost. By the time you realize, you would have been changed. Ephesians 4, 17. Don't be going around changing people. That, you only preach the gospel. And the Holy Ghost, the changer, will do the thing. Don't go and take the place of the Holy Ghost. By the time you realize you are you have become one spirit with the person. It's like you want to have grace. I mean you don't have grace to go and minister to prostitutes. You just have feelings. That I want to profess, I want to minister to these young ladies. I don't like the way they feel. Yes, you don't like it. We all don't like. But some have grace. To to buy their time. Take them to a place and preach the gospel. Don't do it. You will become a believer. I know some pastors that do that. And they do it very well. They, and they, they have a lot of followers. Like They change them. They go there in the evening. They take them. They minister to them. Take them to a place. Minister to them. Because of the grace they have, they are able to turn them around. You can have a feeling and a desire. <laughs> and I will be your father and you will be my sons. And daughters says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 4.17 With the Lord's authority I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. What was he trying to say? Once upon a time, the Ephesian church, they were Gentiles. They are no longer Gentiles. They are now Christians. So he's talking about the Gentiles who have not received Jesus. He said that they are hopelessly confused. He said that no longer don't be like, like them again. Which means have a change of mind from the gentle mind. So there is a gentle mind that works. It is confused. Have a certain mind, an assured mind by renewing of your mind conformity to Christ. Okay? All right. And the last scripture first, John. 2, what? 15? Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. You didn't hear. Yes, <laughs> do, I'll say loudly. Yeah. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. When you don't have worldly things, I a woo woo be yell Yet, when you are not operating in a spiritual supernatural gift or something, you don't find it you are not worried. You are not bothered that you lay hands and people are not healed. Nothing. It doesn't bother you. Yet when you don't have some dress in town, it bothers you. The kind of thing that bothers Christians. No longer we have given a lot of people work to do. I'm not saying don't look good though. Look good. But when you don't have it, you are so okay. Because your mind is different. What your mind thinks about is so different. Okay? Yes, don't love the things of the world or the things it offers. Don't love this world and the things it offers. The things it offers. Do you know what it actually means? It also means there are some, there are some things the world can give you. We can be here and somebody can bring me a bag of a million dollars. And God will say, don't take it. In the eyes of people say, this man is a fool. Ah, this money... No. It's not everything the world offers that you take. It is not everything the world offers that you take. First of all, God is saying that you don't love this world. So he gave you, Colossians 3, 1, go. He gave you what to love, what you put your affections on. See, marriage is of this world. If you get married, it's okay. If not, don't worry. Don't kill yourself. It is of this world of this world. See, sometimes you think when you get married, you'll be fulfilled, eh? But I'm telling you. You think you'll be fulfilled. Sometimes you get married and you become empty. Am I saying don't get married? No. What I'm saying is that if it happens to you on the way, hallelujah, if it doesn't happen to you on the way, end end up in heaven. End up in your purpose. When you don't, People that complain and they cry about marriage and all those guys they don't have purpose. There's no passion. You have no passion. No. What what drives you in the morning? Because as you are crying about marriage, if I get married, I can do this. The day you get married, you say, no, if I have children, I will do this. You have children. You say, if I get a big house, I will get you get a big house. You say, if I get swimming pool, again, swimming pool. You are never content. Purpose the lady cooking in the north, eh, she's taught me a great lesson. The lady's cooking not because of not because she wants to be the best chef. The little I just follow the red that she's feeding ho- um, homeless um, orphanages, it means that her passion is to see people filled. That is passion. I don't preach because I want to be the best preacher in the world. I preach because I want to see people grow in Christ. This, you see, that is passion. You are not a caterer because, or you're I was telling people, you're not a barber because you want to be one of the best barbers in the world. That's not passion. Your passion is to make make sure that people look good. So you can see someone say, oh, the way you look, like, please sit down. And you can shape their hair without taking money. That's what passion does. That's what passion does. And a lot of us, we don't have passion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't have passion. Very true. Have passion, you have life. When you have passion, nothing comes. Nothing. 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 So when you get married, it's okay. But marriage shouldn't be your passion. Because I told you, we don't marry because of love. We marry because of what? Yes. And what? Wisdom. Because when you go to the court, a lot of lovers are divorcing. They love themselves. Even at the court, they are crying because they love. But the point is, they can't stay together. Are you getting it? As you are sitting here, we'll pray soon. Let If you don't have passion for anything, that's why you wake up and you have nothing to do. That's why you wake up and then you feel so tired or whatever. If you have something to do and you are being pulled to do that, because it's passion that triggers you. you will not complain and say "I have nothing to do." Even when on holidays you don't have a holiday. You see the Lebanese people and the Chinese they come to Ghana to come and say on holi- go around hey, Ghana for holidays you close your shops. go, go, go to palace. The restaurant is there, the shopping mall is there. you until create a small shop to Passion. Passion. To say how what's your passion? What what pulls you? Can you see this? Yeah. Every lazy person has no passion. Because if you have passion, you can't be lazy. Because that thing will drive you. It would drive you. Like you can't sleep. You sleep and you are thinking. Yesterday. Whilst we were sitting out there, I was working. Yeah, my mind. I was thinking of a lot of things. And I was even sharing with Charlie. Oh, you are worrying us today with this food thing. I wish I could go behind my computer. So I go inside. smoke and sit behind my computer and check a few things and blah, blah, blah. And I come out again. Because there's something that is pulling me. I know I have to do prayer for for the people. I have to organize this. I have to do this. I I have to read on things. Passion. You don't read because you have no passion. You are not researching because you have no passion. You want this life. But every passionate person wants a progressive life. If you come and live with me one week, you will have passion. You will have passion. Otherwise you will be doing it. You are coming to live with me one week, to come and sleep. Is sleep passion? No? Passion of what? Passion of sleep. Is that a movie? <laughs> okay. Say, I have passion. I have passion. Okay, okay. Jesus. Okay. Now, this confirmation to the world is, 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 is summarized in three ways. This confirmation to the world. Now, it is not necessarily the way... Yes, it's part in the way people dress or do whatever, you know, uh, do their hair. It's not necessarily that. It is part, but it's not necessarily that. So I can be a pastor and decide to do my hair raster and it doesn't take my salvation away. Okay? But the impact, somebody might see me. There are people that might decide not to come to church again because I did it. So because of certain people, I would not. Are you with me? But I won't do it because of certain brethren. The Bible calls them the weaker brethren. The Bible says, even the food you eat, yes. if it's going to make some somebody fall, don't eat the food. But if I get, I'll eat right. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry, you are fasting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to define this wordless system. I'm going to summarize it in three. You know already. You will say, "Ah, uh, but that's it." First John 2, 16. You know it. It came to you. Oh, we didn't read this one. Okay, for all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, the last, if in fact he said, and the last of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. So, what the Bible says, don't conform to the world. He just told you about these three things. The lust of the flesh. The last of the eyes. And what? The pride of life. This is what God is talking about. Don't conform to this. For all that is in the world. You see he didn't talk about dressing. He didn't talk about hair. He didn't talk about anything. Because when these things work. He will produce those things. So God has divided them into three. He said, "For all that is in the world, these three—the last of the flesh end. I thought you would say the last of the flesh, command the pride of life, comma, the this, comma. He said, "End." So this one is in conjunction with this, and this one is in conjunction with this. And when you follow the world, you can't have two and not have one. When you conform to the world, you walk in these three. Yes, sir. You walk in the last of the flesh. You will walk in the last of, last of the eye. Okay. And you will walk in the pride of life. We'll have time and touch these three. Yes, Not tonight. Okay? Yes, sir. It's good you need to know. You ask yourself, what is the last of the flesh? What is that? When you talk about last of the flesh, the only thing you, it comes to your mind are a few things. But it's bigger than this. I mean, you, you can't fast. It's last of the flesh. <laughs> That's one of the last of the flesh. Yeah. You see, you make confessions and later you change your confessions. It's last of the eye. Because what you saw gave you words. <laughs> yeah. That's the last of the eye. Proud of life. I told you yesterday when we had a party, when God gives you a reward like that, sometimes he wants you to be shh about it. Don't be a gossip. Gossips are proud. They say the matter like their own case. Yeah, the gene power people. Okay. Can, can we end here tonight? The main thing I want you to know today before we begin deeply from Thursday on faith. Today I'm, talk, I'm talking to you about where you start the whole journey from. The renewal of the mind. What does it mean? Come for these meetings. Even as I've taught you tonight, because you are working on a, we, are, we are on a journey of renewing your mind. Go back home. Go through the notes again. Read the scriptures. Keep reading them and tell yourself, I believe, I believe, I believe. Keep reading them. Put on the messages. Let it run through your, your mind. Keep listening to certain things. Okay? Yes, All right. Have you learned a lot? Yes, sir. If one asks me any question, because I want you to get it. The whole secret is your mind. Renewing it with the word of God. Otherwise, forget it. You shine from here. You are victorious from here. Here. Not your thoughts. Not how you think things ought to be. By his word. A renewed mind means that I'm putting what I think aside and I'm taking what he's saying into my mind. From today, all I think about is his. If I see sickness, his word come to me. If I see a challenge, his word comes to me. Whatever I face, his word comes to you. This is when you know that you have a renewed mind. When you are found contemplating, you don't have a renewed mind. You are basically walking in one of the, in the three last of the flesh, last of the eye. Something you have seen is causing you not to move. Something you felt. And what are these three? They all sum up into Romans 8, the 5 and 6. Which is to be carnally minded is death. When a man is carnal, he walks in these three dimensions of lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and pride of life. How do I know? God said, "And all that is in the world." Mm-hmm. Say, "All that is in the world." All. all that is in the world. Edwin, God, God, this is God. He said, "All." Oh, if you take the whole world, all that is in the world are three. Mm-hmm. And He said, "It is not with the Father, but it is in the world. Mm-hmm. But we are with the Father." So, we don't walk in these lasts. That's why, if your body is trying to tell you, drink water, uh, eat, and so on, it's not because you are drinking water. Plus, <laughs> you, are, you are embarking on a spiritual agenda. The word, you, you are just conforming. You are just conforming. Okay? Yes, sir. Yeah. You want to ask a question? Okay. You are saying that. Jesus has taken, I, the Bible said Jesus has taken us out of the world. We are not of the world again. So if I'm a believer and I don't believe in the finished work of Christ, then I stand in the middle. Yes, But whether I believe or not, they don't love me. You, do, do you get it? Yes. Now, whether you believe or not, they don't love you. But you, when I believe, I would manifest the result of the finished work. If I don't believe, then my unbelief will cause the world to impact me negatively. Yeah, that's what you mean. Yes, yes. So we believe to manifest. Remember, Mark 9, right? What did he say? If thou canst believe, all things are possible. So we work in the potential because we believe. And I thought that it is the potential... That is changed to kinetic. Faith. And I said that when God works, it is called word. But when we work it, it is called faith. Do you remember that? Uh So when I believe, it means that I have put into motion faith. And once I've put into motion faith, there is a reward. And there is a result. So if I, the believer, I don't believe, now, it's true that we are not of the world. The things of the world shouldn't happen to us. Yet, there are a lot of believers who have been affected by the things of the world. Why? Unbelieve. Unbelieve. You walk in faith. You walk in the fullness of what he has, the word has said. I told you that when you add to the word of God, it's as good as you have taken from it. When you live human life, you end up adding to what the word Says that's what happens.
0: Yeah, the human life adds to it. Truth. Don't add to truth. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are word and spirit, and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9, at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed, Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in Afrosa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Daniel L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Daniel L Jedu for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, National. Contact says on 233-5472-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed